Good afternoon, everybody. Actually, good morning. It is 11.30 on a Thursday. Normally, it's 12 o'clock and you're hearing my voice, but we're starting early today because we got some stuff to do. All right. This is Hayden Green. And because it's Thursday in the middle of the day, not 12 o'clock, but in the middle of the day, you are listening to The Greenhouse Effect. And I want to thank everybody for who was able to tune in early with us uh, here on Facebook Live. And if you are listening to it, the, the replay on Spotify, uh, thank you for tuning in for yet another week. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. And for those, if this is your first time listening to The Greenhouse Effect, The Greenhouse Effect is literally just talking about what has happened over the last week and uh, looking at it from a multicultural point of view. And that multicultural point of view is mine. Ha <laughs> ha. Me, Hayden Green. All right. So... Um, for those of you who are joining us on the, uh, the, the, the Facebook Live, you see that I am decked out in my uh, ugly Christmas sweater, my annual Christmas sweater. I actually like this sweater. <laughs> it, this is going to sound like a, a little bit of a stretch for me, but this is kind of like if this was a real outfit, I might actually wear it. So I'm going to step back a little bit and see if y'all can see this, and I'll describe it for the people on Spotify, but... It is looks like a jacket, and the lapel is actually like a wreath, right? So it's think of it as yeah, the the lapels are a wreath, and the bow tie is a mistletoe wreath as well. So if you could imagine what that looks like from for those of you on Spotify and and those of you on Facebook Live, or you're watching it live, uh, this is kind of if, if this was an outfit, I might rock this at your Christmas party. Uh, but this is my ugly sweater, so. Uh, a little testament to the season, uh, you know, happy Hanukkahs for those of you who are just finishing up your Hanukkah celebrations, and and uh, happy Kwanzaa to those of you who are getting ready for Kwanzaa. Remember, Kwanzaa is about, uh, you know, smaller gifts and, and uh, handmade gifts and stuff like that, so don't let the supply chain trip you up trying to buy that, that uh, PlayStation for your kid for Kwanzaa. That's not what Kwanzaa is about. All right. If you are with us on if you are with us on Facebook Live, feel free to drop in on the chat, drop some information in the chat, any questions, say hello, let me know that you are hanging with me. Uh, so I had a whole list of things that I wanted to talk about today, uh, but I've got the the first thing that I got to talk about. Well, first of all, we're going to talk about puppy. Um, got some sad news today. Uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, Derek Chauvin, who was back in the news again. Uh, we have to talk about Nancy Reagan. And if you have not heard what has been going on with Nancy Reagan, this is going to be a very interesting show for you. Um, uh, we will talk a little bit about David Banks, the new school chancellor. Um, and I will do a review of Silk Sonic's An Evening with Silk Sonic uh, at, at the end. So stick around for that. But like I said before, I had, like I said, a whole list of things that I just told you that I wanted to talk about. But I have to talk about one particular thing and that kind of like tweaked my day. Um, so uh, you're not supposed to let people, you know, ruin your mood or just like, a, you know, you're supposed to be intrinsically motivated to happiness, right? So that's the best way to achieve happiness because if you allow other people to dictate your happiness, you're always going to be chasing a high, right? So you've got you've got to find it in from the inside and make that be the thing that um, makes you happy. So um, I work at a college, uh, as most of you know, 
and uh, I, I went downstairs to get a cup of tea from uh, the food area and one of the students that is around and is a student of color and um, uh, it was also down there and as I was waiting for my beverage um, uh, the, the 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 person the um, what do you call them uh, oh my god why am I blanking on the barista Jesus Christ uh, yet yeah, so the barista comes across and says hey professor how you doing and the student looks at looks at him and go he ain't no professor I was like whoa did you have a bowl of hate this morning? Like, I, it's a term of endearment. Yeah, he knows I'm not a professor. You know I'm not a professor. You know, so a couple of things are layered in there. Number one is the disrespect that people in higher education who are not part of the faculty get all the time. If, you, if, if you're not teaching a class, uh, you are some inconsequential piece of furniture, and, um, and it is always hard to get that respect uh, from people. Uh, and but the other side of it is like, yo, sis, like it, it, it's too early in the morning for you to be just knocking people down. Suppose that was an aspirational thing that he and I have. Like I call, he calls me professor and I call him manager. Right. Like like why you got to why you got to pee on my parade? And it was it was just really disconcerting that like sh her first inclination was to course correct to the negative, right? So it's like, he ain't no professor. I was like, whoa, slow down. And so she was like, oh, no, I was, I, I, no, you was, what you were doing was not trying to have anybody have any kind of accolades. You don't know if I'm, I'm like on professor track and I've had that discussion with this gentleman, but it was such a, a vehement, he ain't no professor. And this is somebody I like. Right and and well, I thought used to like me, right? This, and but like we're in this mode all the time of knocking people down, and um, and it really disturbed me. All right, so again, that started my day, and and I just had to bring that up because it's sometimes a human nature, right? Because again, if I was in that situation and I heard somebody say to a student or another administrator, hey, hey, professor, my inclination is like, he's not a professor, like, or she's not a professor, like, why are they saying that? But there has to be some other filter in our lives that simply says, hey, okay, I am, you know, maybe I don't know what the full context is, but I'm gonna let this rock, right? Um, maybe that's his stage name, right? Or, or it could be a number of different things. But to come out of your face and be like, he ain't no professor, or to come out with the negative automatically is not beneficial to you, it's not beneficial to the person, and it just, it doesn't leave the space with anything that is usable for for the, for positivity, right? So, I, so, again, like I said, I just bring that up to caution us all that if we ever get into that space, just make sure that we are, like, living in the positive. Also... I'm still not seeing any comments. We sometimes this happens, uh, but like if you are make if you are commenting, I cannot see you. Um, but you know, keep on commenting. I'll check out the comments at the end. Uh, so if, it'll it'll be like if you are on the Spotify, you won't be able to comment. All right. So um, for those of you who are fans of Puppy, 
took her to the vet today uh and i got a little bit of bad news and some really weird news uh so a couple of months ago you heard me say uh if you follow the podcast that puppy's breath stinks it, it it's rank right and I never understood like what it was, and so a couple of you suggested that we get her some treats and and all these different things for for the bad breath. Well, we took her to the vet, and the uh, the vet said uh, she has kitty gingivitis. That's the base the baseline of what what her, what the prognosis is, and that it is for for it to be this serious in a kitten. Um, it's, uh, it's something that has to do with her body reacting to bacteria in her teeth. Uh, and it's nothing that we've done. So in case y'all are starting a petition and and reporting me to PETA, it's not because we've done something wrong with puppy. It's because her natural body doesn't react wildly to whatever it is that's in her mouth. And, uh, and so she asked us, like, well, what kind of food do you feed her? I was like, well, we feed her the canned food, the, the wet food all the time. And so she said, yeah, it's just the way the cat's body reacts to this stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, what's the prognosis? So I, automatically I'm seeing dollar signs coming along, right? So she's like, well, normally what would happen is that we would extract the tooth that is the, um, the, the offending tooth. And I'm like, all right. And so you said normally, so that means that this is not a normal case. She's like, yeah, this is pervasive, she says. And it looks like we're going to have to extract all of her teeth. And so I had a double take. I was like, let me understand something. You're telling me that you're going to try to extract all of this cat's teeth. So the cat will have no teeth, not not gaps in her teeth no teeth the cat's gonna have no teeth and they were like yeah i was like okay layman question because cat you know as far as i can tell a cat is one of those predatory animals that needs its teeth and she said well uh that's the common misconception cats most of the times don't even really use their teeth um because they just swallow the food and and uh, and digest it and they're not really chewing their food i'm like all right this still doesn't sound right and so she's like yeah well i used to have a cat the, the vet says i used to have a cat that didn't have any teeth either and um and she was even able to eat dry food as well and i'm like okay this is way too weird so um even if we decided yesterday today to uh to to go ahead with this procedure the the lab the the vet is so backed up that they wouldn't be able to get to her until like february so we've got a while we've had we have a while to even make a decision and we'll probably do that when we get back uh but it's going to be a minute before uh puppy has to have all of her teeth removed um and so in the meantime, there's a, a mouthwash that we're supposed to do, and maybe that'll help. Um, and so the question again was, well, what if we don't do this, right? And the answer was that the cat's probably going to be in pain when she eats, which brought me back to my original question of, if she's not using her teeth, how is she in pain when she eats? But I'm not a vet. So apparently my cat is going to be gummy. Uh, we might have to change the change the name so from puppy to gummy um 
but I will keep you up to date on, on what's going on with her uh, because it's a weird situation to me and, 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 I, and I would hope it's a weird situation to anybody else who's listening to this podcast because that is kind of traumatic. I, I was like, listen, I went in to just literally just give her her, her vaccines and make sure that she's set and clip her nails and now I got a cat who may have all its teeth, who may need to have all its teeth removed. So I've never seen um, any kind of indication that she is having any kind of problems with her teeth. Uh, and again, uh, I will check back on the comments because I can't see them right now, which is always one of those situations like, ah, oh, man, I can't see the comments. I, my, I can't talk to the people who are, I hope, are talking to me. Uh, but keep the comments coming. I'll go check them later on and I'll respond to them. Uh, but it's it, it's a real sad situation, it, uh, you know, because I, you know, I, I think of myself, I'm like, would I want all my teeth gone? But clearly humans and cats, especially domestic cats, uh, use their mouths and their teeth in a very different way. Anyway, uh, so that's the story on Puppy. I will keep you updated and, and hopefully it, maybe the situation turns around and I won't have to have a gumless cat a little bit later on so uh we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with more news about uh derek chauvin and uh david banks the new the new uh the new uh school chancellor all right be right back all right and we are back and you are listening to the greenhouse effect and i am your host Hayden Green and we are talking about the events of the day if you're listening to us on on uh, Spotify uh, this is now our second segment welcome back and if you're listening to us on uh, Facebook live if you're watching on Facebook live right now uh, I can't see your comments but keep them coming and I will check back with them later all right so uh, for those of you who have not oh and by the way we will be talking about Nancy Reagan at the end of this segment uh, we have to. Uh, so, uh, for those of you who have not been uh, paying attention or did not or missed this one, um, Derek Chauvin is back in the news again. Um, uh, those of you who have been living under a rock or have just woken up from a coma, uh, Derek Chauvin is the man who put George Floyd um, under his knee and killed him on national, well, not national, but like on uh on camera and was the catalyst for the summer of protests last year and so he was convicted of a uh of a crime in, in minneapolis or minnesota uh where he is from uh and is now serving out his term there uh but in addition to the state charges there were also federal civil rights charges that were pending and so those charges were separate from uh, the the actual um, state charges. And so a lot of times what happens is that the state charge and, and what has happened in the past is that these police officers get off on the state charges and then the um, and then the victims pursue them in federal court for violation of their civil rights. And so that's exactly what happened in this case. Uh, we you know the, the victims were, Fortunate that they got a verdict that was um, in their favor on the state trial, but they also continued to pursue the the matter on a federal level, and um, and so apparently 
and I and I'm going to delve a little bit more into it. But apparently, uh, Derek Chauvin was like, "Yeah, I don't want any more of this smoke," and he pled guilty to the federal charges for violating the civil rights of George Floyd. So those are also so those charges also carry jail time. And so what is probably going to happen is that he the sentencing is coming up in a week or so, and so he is probably um not probably but he is it is possible for him to get up to a 25 year uh sentence for that for the violation of civil rights and they're probably going to tack that on or run it concurrent to his current um, sentencing so if they run it concurrent it means that uh you're serving it side by side so uh if one is 18 i believe it was and and the other one is 25 at the end of 18, you still have the other seven years to complete it. If it is tacked on on the end, obviously it means that after the, you fill your state quota, you have to then um, fill the the uh, federal quota. So those are that's what's going on. So keep an eye on that as well because that could absolutely affect when Derek Chauvin actually leaves jail, right? So keep your eye on that as well. Uh, I quick pivot i live in new york and we have a new mayor and the mayor has appointed a new school's chancellor um and so the new school's chancellor is um a man named david banks and he is a former educator in the new york city public school system and he created a, a group of schools called eagle academy for boys in new york city uh and i was just listening to him on the brian lira show and i bring this up because normally when you have politicians especially school chancellors that are coming in there is a certain sense of like all right here comes the rhetoric here comes all of the things that you expect the person to say in order to be you know enamored or in order for the public to be enamored with them and so i was expecting some of that i didn't get that i got something very refreshing i got a real look at the way um he wants to innovate the school system in new york city uh and and i heard some really good things so i wanted to go on record by saying i'm really happy with this choice i'm really interested in seeing where this is going to go uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the Eagle Academy, it is a boys' school. It is set up the way that a lot of the British schools are set up, in so much that there are there are uniforms and there are houses, uh, and the houses are named after like you know uh, prominent uh, members of the African American male community. So Thurgood Marshall and Langston Hughes and things like that, and so. The houses, and for those of you who don't know about British system, the houses, uh, it, it's, it's like Harry Potter, right? So Harry Potter is based on the same thing. Uh, the houses compete against each other, right? And so you compete against each other with, uh, in, in terms of school, uh, you com uh, academics, you compete in athletics, you compete in social you know graces and stuff like that so if you do something nice in the community uh you get points for that but you also get demerits if you do something wrong so uh, again think harry potter uh you know uh, point for gryffindor point against gryffindor if, if you do something good or if you do something concurrently bad um and so the, it, it, they've worked uh they have their criticisms uh one of the things that he said 
um, during the interview was that a lot of times when people think of Eagle Academy, they think that it's a charter school. And that's part of the problem is that when you do anything innovative in the public school system, they think that you are a completely different animal. They think that you are a, a charter school. They think that you're not uh, part of the public school system. And that's the innovation that he wants to come. Like he said, there's a lot of good things going on. Um, and the reason that we hear about the good things in charter schools is because they, uh, they have great PR. And, uh, and it comes down to a PR thing. And so, uh, the, and, and that the public schools are always running and playing defense, right? So they're always defending themselves against the bad things that tend to happen in a public school. And so he wants to, like, you know, big up the, the, the good things and kind of diminish the bad things, even if it's just in the face of the public, in the public sphere. All right, so that's, a, that's really refreshing to hear. Uh, he is... He has said, uh, and or he did say, that he is not interested in uh, using the same solution for every single situation. Uh, not everything, not every situation, not every school calls for the exact same way of uh, educating, and so he's interested in not doing that in a, in a way that is cookie cutter all across the board and that's really important uh, because he said that there are some schools or there's some students that the um, uh, uh, remote option actually worked for so why take that away uh, one of the more brilliant things that I heard in the interview was there are students who are not interested in uh, math because they have a bad math teacher and you know just because they have a bad math teacher doesn't shouldn't stop them from getting excited about math right especially if there is a great math teacher across town or in another school um you know or maybe even across the country right and so we have technology that can make that happen and if we can pipe in a uh, somebody who's going to get our students excited about a particular subject because we have the technology why not use the remote option and so he's interested in using uh, technology to move that forward he's interested in being more progressive in terms of the way that students are educated and i use that word progressive in terms of new ideas as opposed to you know progressive politics so just be be mindful of that uh so I'm excited. I, I'm, I, I really just want to go on record by saying that I'm excited about what's new for the um, the school systems. Uh, it, you know, it, Eric Adams and the rest of his appointees are going to have a really tough time coming up. It, you can already see that members of the detracting communities are already coming for him, but members of his own community uh, are already starting to do the crab in a barrel kind of thing. And, uh, and Eric is putting some really interesting people in places. He just put a black woman in charge of the police department. Uh, he's putting this black man in charge of schools. He, ha he has a couple of other appointees as well that are people from who have been disenfranchised and who have been sitting on the edges doing amazing work but have not been able to get their shake because the good old boy network has um, kept them on the outside. So we want to we will see where that leaves us, but it's it's promising, right? It's really interesting to see what's going to happen and um, I just remember though 
when Dinkins came into power, in, into into power, um, and those of you, and and David Dinkins was the first black mayor of New York City, and but he followed Ed Koch, and Ed Koch left him an absolute mess, and so with that being the case he spent the vast majority of his time navigating politics but also navigating uh the absolute disaster that ed Koch left for him and so with when when that happens uh you don't get to see the the move forward that that these politicians are interested all you see is their cleanup efforts uh and that happened with obama as well you know just cleaning up after the bush debacle and a, an economy that was absolutely flat if not in the downgrade and so so when that cleanup effort is all that you see sometimes you don't get to see some of the great things that they promised during their campaign uh, because they didn't realize that we're going to be weren't going to be able to do that because they have all of these other things that they're dealing with now Dinkins didn't get a second term but Obama did and that's really part and parcel of looking at finding a way to balance the two things uh, you know doing great things progressively and fixing stuff at the same time so We'll see what Adams is is which Adam which model Adams is going to use. Uh, there are critics of the system that are really of the opinion that uh, you know uh, De Blasio left an absolute mess, and there's some people that think that it's not as big of a mess as some people will have you see. Uh, so we'll see, um, but I'm hopeful at least for the David Banks appointee. All right. I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about Nancy Reagan. And we are back again. Um, and so you're listening to The Greenhouse Effect, and uh, if you're listening on Facebook Live and you're just joining us, the chats are not working, so if I'm not ignoring you. I can't see them. Um, and for those of you listening on Spotify, uh, now this is the now you know. Well, the people who are listening on Facebook Live now you know what the Spotify listeners deal with. Uh, but so we have to talk about Nancy Reagan. Oh my God, we have to talk about Nancy Reagan. All right. So where do I start? All right. Uh, so Nancy Reagan, of course, is the. Uh, <laughs> woo, this is such a crazy story that like. It's even hard to wrap your mind around, right? So Nancy Reagan is the uh, former first lady and wife of Ronald Reagan, uh, both of whom are deceased. Although my wife was going, I, I, I was talking to my wife. I was like, oh, this must be crazy waking up and realizing that you're trending. I was, and, and, and then my wife reminded me, I was like, Nancy Reagan's dead. I was like, oh, who knew she was dead? I, I didn't know she was dead. All right, but now I know that she's dead. Anyway, so... Here's where this all starts. Uh, so Madonna uh, apparently got a Brazilian butt lift and went on to Facebook or Twitter or something like that and posted her pictures as you do when you were Madonna. And um, and she is 63. And yes, Madonna is 63. Hoy. <laughs> just saying that out loud just kind of makes you feel old, right? So Madonna 63 apparently. And she posted racy pictures of this, um, 
she she posted racy pictures and I'm looking at the the feed on on Facebook live and and I'm seeing that it's breaking up so if you're not hearing this just check back on the Spotify it'll be up in a few days or it should be up later on today so um, so so Madonna posts these pictures and she's 63 and then um, Ali Shapiro Abby Shapiro who is Ben Shapiro's sister and a conservative talk show host. Uh, ben Shapiro is a t conservative talk show host, and Ali Shapiro is also a conservative pundit. Um, and Ali Shapiro posts uh, uh, on Twitter, this is Madonna at 63, this is Nancy Reagan at 64, trash living versus classic living, which version of yourself do you want to be? And so it's a picture of Madonna on laid out on a bed and Nancy Reagan with all of the Reagan kids on some mountain or at a lake or something like that a very picturesque picture and a depiction of the American dream right so um, so people uh, saw that and uh, saw this and uh, you know this Abby Shapiro post and decided to ruin this woman's life uh, this woman being Nancy Reagan so here's where it gets juicy apparently before nancy reagan met ronald reagan she was known for giving fellatio on the on on, on movie sets uh she was a so she was the original Kim kardashian and i know i'm probably gonna get sued for saying that but like Kim Car kim kardashian before uh, she had the Ray J tape was known for just you know she was would bounce back and forth from from party to party and was known to be sexually liberated and so apparently so was Nancy Reagan and apparently was known for giving great blowjobs now you never want to wake up one morning and go wake up and, and and tune into your social media and realize that people are talking about Nancy Reagan as being a throat goat. But here we are. <laughs> it has exploded. The memes are everywhere. The the conversation is everywhere. Uh, and so apparently she had this reputation. Ronald Reagan uh, was enamored by her and wifed her up. Um, and as you know, this was Ronald Reagan's second marriage, and um, and that's how we and and that's how we have the Nancy Reagan that we know. But apparently, but before this, she was she was out there doing her thing. Um, and okay, so first of all, don't hear me over here shaming anybody for being sexually liberated. Do you? Right? But that image is very different than the image that we know of Nancy Reagan as first lady the say no to drugs um so it's very it, it's it's a mental dissidence that happens when you are hearing uh <laughs> all of the memes and reading all of the memes about this woman that used to be america's darling and it must be absolutely mortifying for all of the reagan family to wake up one morning and hear about grandma and her sexual exploits on the Paramount lot. It is fascinating and hilarious. And every day, 
I see something even more incredulous. Like today, the latest meme that I saw was a versus poster between her and Corinne Steffens. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Corinne Steffens is, it is she is affectionately known as Superhead. And that's not my name. That's her name. <laughs> she wrote a whole book about being a video vixen. I, I think it was the name of the book was called Confessions of a Video Vixen. And so when you have Corinne Steffens and, and <laughs> I'm just laughing talking about it. When you have Corinne Steffens and Nancy Reagan being mentioned in the same vein and with the same kind of context, it's your that's my day. That that's it. Good night, Seattle. Right? Good night. Um, so in case you're wondering where all this came from, that's that's what's happening. So Nancy Reagan, uh, and it, it now is not the just don't say no person anymore. Nancy Reagan is now the the throat goat of Hollywood. Can't make this stuff up. You just can't. You can't. All right. Stay tuned. We'll come back with a review of Silk Sonic's A Night with Silk Sonic. All right. We are back. <laughs> Woo, this is the greenhouse effect and thank you for sticking around with me uh we're gonna have i'm gonna do a quick review a re quick recap of uh of silk sonic's album uh it, it it came out a couple of weeks ago um and so this is an interesting album right because for a couple of reasons number one uh one song came out of this album it was called leave the door open and literally that was the only song that we heard for months months and months and months all we heard was leave the door open and we were like yo where's the rest of this album this is dope we really enjoyed that song and people were really looking forward to our full sonic album at a certain point in time people started to think that we were getting punked that there was no album and they just put the one song out to kind of like mess with us um but uh lo and behold the album has dropped and Silk Sonic has an album called A Night with Silk Sonic. And so, um, so the first thing that, that I have that, that's kind of an issue for me is the fact that I really can't tell the difference. Oh, well, for the uninitiated, uh, Silk Sonic is Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars with their band, right? Or whoever's playing with them at that time. And so together they come together and are known as Silk Sonic. I don't know where the name came, comes from. But um, the problem that I have with the album on the outset is that I cannot tell the difference between Anderson Pack's voice and Bruno Mars's voice. And since Bruno Mars is the more popular of the two, and I've heard more work from Bruno Mars, it feels like a Bruno Mars album. Right, so that's my main issue with it. Until I'm watching them on a video, I can't tell who is singing which part, and that and that's on me. I, I'm, I'll own that. Maybe I, my ear is not in tuned, but I have to believe that I'm not alone. Right, so uh, that's my first issue with it, and that's not a bad thing. I like Bruno Mars. Um, I think you know I listen to uh, I've been listening to a lot of Bruno Mars since back in the, the the days of the lazy song and his music with bob so i like bruno mars um 
do I have some issues with the way that he's currently co-opting the, the the black sound? I do. Um, does it give the black sound a bigger or, or more current audience? It does. Um, and so then I, I have this kind of dissidence going on and, uh, and, and kind of like ambivalent as to which direction I want to go when it comes to Bruno Mars. That said, uh, this album for me feels like a Bruno Mars album. Um, so let's break it down. Uh, it, it starts off with an intro with uh, my man, <laughs> Bootsy Collins. Um, Bootsy Collins of Parliament Funkadelic fame and actually a Phi Beta Sigma man. It's a very weird thing. Um, but Bootsy Collins uh, is through and throughout this whole album. And it kind of reminds me of when uh, DJ Red Alert was the the narrator through the Fuji's album. So it kind of runs, it, it kind of draws a thread through all of the songs, especially the first ones. And it, it also feels like the first five songs w was the album, right? It kind of feels like they made the first five songs and that was the album. And they're like, okay, I'll, we'll, we can't just put out five songs. We need to record a, a couple of other ones. And then either Bootsy got high and couldn't make the recording sessions or they just decided that they were going to go in a different directions. But uh, the back end of the album feels a little bit different than the front end of the album. The front end of the album feels very Oakland, Cali. Um, it has a, a real interesting feel to it. Uh, this the, I, it, it has a little bit of a Tony, Tony, Tony influence on uh, songs like um, Fly Like Me. Uh, so it's, it, it's a little bit, of, it, it goes up and down. So the song, the first part of the, the song, the first part of the album feels like they're talking about a girl that they met, that he met, and, you know, you need to be a fly as me, which is one of the name of the songs. I'm going to leave the door open. Uh, you know, this first engagement that you're having with, with somebody that you interact with, that you just met. And so those are really interesting songs. Um, and then, you know, it doesn't go right. And then you have a song like After Last Night. And then, of course, the, the most recent song that came out is Smoking Out the Window, which is, for me, a parody of Dick in a Box. Um, for that, that old Saturday Night Live, um, Saturday Night Live skit. So that's a little bit, that, that's on that side of it. it, 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 it it's a hilarious song, um, uh, especially the part where uh, he falls on the ground. <laughs> It's, it's it's a really funny song. Uh, I don't know if they want me to take the song seriously. And therein lies a bit of the rub because it's like, am I supposed to take this seriously or are you actually joking around with this song? And so that's one of the, the detractors of that particular song because it does feel like uh, it's just for fun, right? And uh, But if, if it is supposed to be a serious song, it is... Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, so it's in the vein of if you think you're lonely now. Um, so one of those, like, I, I'm going to put my business out here and um, and I'm having the trouble. I'm having uh, interrelation inter or relationship troubles and I'm going to put this on the song. So that's what Smoking Out the Window feels like. But the difference between... Um, Smoking Out the Window and the, uh, you know, If You Think You're Lonely Now. If You Think You're Lonely Now 
purports itself to be a serious song and it feels like a serious song. Smoking Out the Window feels like it's kind of like a parody, right? So so it feels like D in the Box. Um, and so there are a lot of great songs on here. And like, for instance, my favorite song is on here is Skate and 777. So, and those come later on in the album. Uh, and, and Skate is what it, what it pretends to be or what it purports to be. It is literally... Try, it, trying to be a skate song. So when you go skating this summer, you're going to hear this song a lot, right? It's a beautiful skate song, and I like it a lot. Uh, the 777 is kind of in the line of um, Uptown Funk, uh, and I like the upbeat. I like the kind of the, the the way that it's aggressive with its with its tone. Uh, it's a little bit of ex it's a little explicit. So uh, we'll see what the radio version looks like if they release it, but those two songs for me are two of the best songs on here but all in all it's a good listen uh fly as me is one of the smoothest songs on there it is a song that really uh puts bruno mars gives bruno mars a chance to rap and and it has that that tony 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 feel to it when they did um uh oh, i forgot the name of the guy that they did a song with but you know it's that smooth smooth uh smooth rhythms with a little bit of a little bit of uh, smooth rapping over it so i really appreciate it but i like the album uh it is one of, it it will be one of the albums that i can just put on and listen from one to the other so i you know i give it a, a, a big thumbs up um like but like i said it does feel a little bit disjointed my only question is is that uh, the songs really it's not even a, an homage. It really feels like the songs are from the 70s and 80s. Uh, and so if that's the case, then I might as well just go listen to the songs from the 70s or 80s. This literally just has updated vernacular on it. So it feels like it's almost dated. They, they, they stop short of it just being a dated song. But it's it's really dangerously close to just being dated material so uh that's my only knock on it and but i enjoyed it and um and i hope you enjoy it as well and speaking of enjoying things uh we will be out of town in the next couple of for the next week or so and uh, i may not make it back to do a show on thursday uh if not i will do a pre-recorded show and uh, you can catch it on the Spotify. So uh, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays. I hope everybody is doing something that is interesting to them and that they are well and that you stay away from this Omicron version of the, vir of the virus and that you are safe and healthy on the, on the other side of it. I look forward to seeing you all next time and, um, and y'all be good. Love you all. And my name is Hayden Green and this has been The Greenhouse Effect. Go out and be warm to another person. See you later.